Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Has this been a week or what? This has been a week for yeah. whatever books Chiron is collecting. Because isn't that where all the ever, all the universal books are stored is in Chiron, like the library oh, in Chiron? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Well, guess what that library is getting more of now? What are we getting more of, Holly? Decks from us or cards yes. from us, I guess, more specifically. <laughs> like the first day that our decks got to people, our wonderful friend Taurus with Gemini Moon found a printer error. And there were like 10 cards that had the wrong backs attached to them, which is just bananas. It's so bananas. Because I could have sworn, like, we, we checked, like, 400 times. I sent you the proofs before yeah. like, in a PDF, and you were checked, and we were like, fine. And then I checked them again, and we made some adjustments, you know, and, and I'm we like... We looked a thousand times. But <laughs> anyway, the point of the story is that now everybody who ordered the deck already and everyone who orders the deck before we run out of the initial print run gets 10 additional cards! Yay! Replacement <laughs> cards! They Replacement are now, cards. like, an hour and a half from your house. So yeah, and have been for two motherfucking days. Sorry, that was a lot of swearing for the beginning. But no, it's they fine. made We're... their way from freaking China so quickly, and then suddenly they're stuck at the port of Los Angeles. And, and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, I know. But once they get here, I'm going to package them all up, and I'm going to send them to the people who've already bought the decks. The people who purchased the deck last week after we noticed the issue will be getting the cards with their deck too. Yeah. And basically we're like so freaking good at being like small business owners that we made this huge error and that's so dumb, but (laughs) it's fine now. It'll be fixed soon. As soon as the port of Los Angeles gets all of their, what are those things called? No, conveyor belts, functional. (laughs) I was like, you showed me boxes. I'm like, I know my, my miming was of a box being put onto a conveyor belt, which is a very multi-step mime. (laughs) (laughs) You only moved in one direction and you didn't like conveyor yourself across. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I get why it would be confusing, but my miming was box on a conveyor belt. I did love that Taurus with Gemini Mood mentioned that everyone on their end was talking about our deck being like a jelly bean deck because that was totally unintentional and that it matched Crystal Unicorn Tarot and that too was totally unintentional because we were just (laughs) picking fun cards that had associations with the elements that the card was meant to have. And you were just like going through the Pantone colors and we were deciding which ones looked the best together. But it's not at all surprising that we'd accidentally create something that matched crystal unicorn because we love those colors so much so yeah we have apparently a jelly bean deck because there's a small mini pocket size and yay and it has been really exciting to see it get to people we're so i mean it's been really really fun and once we have those replacement cards out i won't have like a sinking gut feeling every time i know you want to post post something I'm like, oh, please, universe, <laughs> please help oh, us out. We're learning. We're learning. We are. <laughs> but we handled it, the problem, like, almost immediately and when we found yeah. it out and got it fixed. So I think yep, it's really exactly. Great. This is, like, us coming to you with hat in hand being, like, we're so embarrassed and we're so yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're <laughs> and still please buy these decks because they will have <laughs> the correct cards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's pull up a card of the day. That's enough yes. of us talking about our deck. But also, you should still buy it because it still is really cool. And yeah. we'll have the freaking replacement cards within the next, hopefully, day, maybe two. <laughs> and anything that goes out from here on out will have the correct cards and we'll be good to go. So you can still find it. If you go to wildlytarot.com slash shop, you can still buy those beautiful decks from us. Yeah. 
Get some jelly beans in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. using the Muse Tarot because I'm so obsessed with this deck that I just shuffled my favorites right back into it. <laughs> Is that the best way to go through life? <laughs> we'll see how it goes when we're doing that part of the episode. But okay. it's just so beautiful and it feels so good. I just want to rub it against my face. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's definitely like you want to bathe in it. Yeah. Muse. So our card for today is, oh my fucking God, a five what? of inspiration. Five of Inspiration, which is the Five of Wands. Okay, so Five of Wands, again, that's the second week in a row. Well, last week we had a different card. Oh, lo- So it's been, it was the week before that we had the Five of Wands. And that was when we submitted the decks. Like, we got the decks. Yeah. And then now we're having to deal with the decks issue. So I think the yeah. Five of Wands is about us being klutzes and lovable, bumbling idiots. I hope that's how this comes across. <laughs> truly. I truly hope that people are like, it's so cute that they're trying so hard. We still love them. Not like, who the fuck are these idiots? And why do they think that they have any right to have a podcast that I listen to? That's my fear. I think people are going to realize that we're total disasters and stop. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like before this, we have been very open about how much of a disaster we are. So we're trying so hard. We are trying spending very a hard. lot of money fixing earnest. this problem. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're still bumbling. Hopefully, next week it'll be like the world or like the world. You've this done is over it. with. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> you fixed the problem. Everything is lovely. Yes. Okay, so our first question of the episode is from Sammy, and they ask, I'm currently contracting for a company and want to be converted to full-time. However, there is no guarantee. I love my team, so I'm needing help deciding if I should look elsewhere or push for conversion. So conversion in that context is like, if it happens with tech companies a lot. If you're a contract employee, then they're like, Uh. it's kind of, well, at least with some companies, it sort of seems like a way to sort of like, test you out and then they almost have an option to hire you within the actual company rather than as like through your contract company cool (laughs) (laughs) so that'll be for my like business taught by a total dummy who's never worked in like the for-profit industry except for like three short months 10 years ago that's going to be my next podcast. You know what? It, it's necessary. I feel like it should be a podcast where you just like shell out like random terms to lay people and they have to try to give a good explanation for it. I it's feel like, like, be, like hilarious business business from the uninformed is the gist of that <laughs> podcast that we're going to start like business balderdash with. Holly. Yeah. Here's a word. Come up with synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> is that balderdash? I don't know. Yeah, balderdash is like the ones where you, you give like this outrageous word and you have to kind of do a definition and then the person has to pick out like the real definition. Oh, I was thinking of the one where you have, oh, categories, where they categories, give you like yeah. a topic and you have to come up with a million different things that relate to that topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sammy, sorry. That's a huge digression. So, Sammy, staying or transitioning out or looking looking else yeah looking elsewhere looking elsewhere or pushing for conversion okay 
So do we want to pull cards for like how she's feeling now and then do the two path thing? Yes, I think so. Or like, like where that. that kind of not decision, but like where that situation yep. is now and then yes. each path. Okay. Yes. Coolio. Circo Tarot today because I got Holly's box Yay! yesterday. Yesterday. Isn't the cardstock incredible? It is, it's like a thin version of Crystal Unicorn Tarot and I love it's it because it so shuffles so soft. easily. It's beautiful. So energy of the situation right now. Okay. Yeah. Energy of the situation right now and we'll each pull a card. Did you hear me counting to seven? I heard you counting something, but I did not realize it was the number seven. Yeah, I'm trying it out. Influencer. <laughs> you successfully influenced me. Okay, so I pulled two. Sorry. That's okay. I pulled the world. Oh, and I pulled the ten of materials and the queen of materials. Oh, Queen of the materials is the pentacles. Yeah, materials is pentacles. Okay, so that's interesting because that seems really overwhelmingly positive. Yes. So I think that there's like a lot more stability in the current situation than maybe it feels like there is. I guess the world maybe could be still indicating that there's ready for something new. Like that you're ready mm. kind of to finish this cycle. You've done as mu- yeah, that's true. Like you've gotten as much out of this as you can. Yeah. Even though like there's you- stability and things like that, it's still, you're wanting more and you're wanting to level up in a way. Yeah. Like you've accomplished what you can. You've gotten yeah. to sort of like the maximum accomplishment in that arena. So yeah, that's the current situation, which I think is good. It kind of just confirms things. I think. Yeah, that things are good. And they, I mean, also, especially with the Ten of Pentacles and this deck where it's like sort of a found family surrounding the rose tree. Oh, yes. I love. I it could her. see it being kind of like that reflecting how much she loves her team. Yes. Like you've kind of created this environment where you feel sort of like the queen of this like group of people almost. Yeah. People really look to you and you really like being there and you like kind of nurturing them and working with them and interacting with them as kind of like a family almost, but there may not be much room for growth. Right. Okay. So let's talk about, oh, freaking iPad keeps going to sleep. (laughs) Do you know that I, I titled my senior thesis, let's talk about sects. Cause I was talking about like Christian (laughs) sex. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I was talking about Christian sex in North, like third century North Africa. About Christian sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sex. Not to be confused with either sex. S-E-X, or sexts, S-E-X-T-S. <laughs> it's S-E-C-T-S. Yes, we love sex. <laughs> People know that about you, Miss I Love the Devil card. <laughs> you know. All okay. right, so uh, looking elsewhere. Okay, looking elsewhere. Huh. Oh. <laughs> what did you get? I got the seven of knives in Circo Tarot, seven of swords then, and the five of swords. Oh, and I got the four of swords. Oh, lots of swords. And the ace of materials, so the ace of pentacles. Pentacles. So it'd definitely be like a new opportunity, but so many swords. So many swords. Wait, so you got seven and five? Seven and five. So definitely, I think, challenging time, and you may have more competition than what you realize going into it. And also maybe because there's this, like, Queen of Pentacles, Ten of Pentacles energy surrounding you with your team, people would feel really backstabbed if you started looking for new opportunities. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, it would definitely feel to others like you were sort of, like, 
betraying them. I mean, I know that we talk about how we don't like seeing either of those cards in that way necessarily, but getting both of them. With five <laughs> and the four, I'm like, uh. Well, yeah. and the four is kind of like the aftermath of a battle. You know, when people mm-hmm. talk about that, yeah. like coming right up on the heels of the three, there's like all this emotional stuff. So I think that it would, searching elsewhere would cause people to withdraw a lot. So even if there was like sort of a new opportunity, people would feel backstabbed and also like they needed to sort of like withdraw from you and take a rest from you almost maybe does that make sense with the four yeah well especially about the four like i think like especially because i think of that as like in the midst of a storm you like specifically taking a rest yeah like with the five and seven like both of those aren't the like the best cards to have as a set yeah maybe that's the thing i like them both by themselves yeah having them both together is like a uh, one two punch especially that the four is a sword as well like it would be like a forced rest where you may yeah. have to take time off of work for a long period of time before you could find a new opportunity. If you, yeah. you know, something like that to me would make more sense if you're transitioning out to a different position or different. Yeah. Job. Yeah. So there's still that like excitement of a new opportunity, but there's a lot more exhaustion and kind of like weirdness surrounding it rather than just excitement. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's do pushing for conversion. In the fun, good work kind of way, not in the, like, scary <laughs> religious connotation. I know. <laughs> Interesting. I got the Four of Cups and the Three of Swords. I got the High Priestess and the Three of Cups. What? That's, like, opposite of what I got. What, what did you get one more time? The Four of Cups Four and of the cups. Three of Swords. I, okay, so the Four of Cups, I think, definitely, like, just grab the opportunity. Yeah. That's before you, like, to push it. Like, it would be fun. That's where your Three of Cups comes into place. But it wouldn't yeah. feel the same in some way. Like, there would be something that would shift where it would be a lot more emotionally difficult or, like, you know, just difficult to be there with that well, Three with of Cups. Especially the High swords. Priestess, that's more of, like, a... Like There's a higher like, position over people. So you may be seen as more of like a managerial position. Yeah, maybe the only way to convert would be to push for like increasing in role, which then right. could be really heartbreaking because you wouldn't still feel like part of a team that you really team, loved if you're suddenly in charge of them. The same and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, the relationships not being the same is a good three of swords. There's three of swords and there. three of cups convert. Like, yeah. Oh, damn. It. Yeah, that's a good combo or good assessment of a combo. It's a really sad combo. <laughs> <It's really sad. laughs> sorry sammy it's a really good combo oh wait wait sad 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 yeah sad 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 sad, 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 sad. <laughs> that's what i meant that's what i meant sad yeah but yeah i think that that's actually a really good interpretation of that combo because i do feel like in a lot of situations in order to stay like in a current role but still feel growth you do have to accept something where you're suddenly supervising people and that can be really mm-hmm. really really hard and it does take a toll on you emotionally because you just want sort of like the same joyfulness and excitement. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're on a team you love and, but then all of a sudden you also have to like give a shit about vacation days and like performance and keeping people on track. And that can be really hard. Yeah. Especially if you're like moving into like a more managerial position, people will want to take advantage of that and you'll have to yeah. put your foot down. And sometimes that's not comfortable either. And that changes the relationships too. Yeah. So the relationships just won't be as fun and enjoyable as they are now. Like a family, it's going to be yeah. more that you're the big, the big sister, like laying down the law. 
Yeah. I actually think that that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then the four of the four of cups comes back into play. And like, if you push for conversion, you may be forced into a situation where you have to just like accept a cup that's above you. Like literally in a lot of depictions, the cup is coming from the sky. So it'd be like accepting something that's not in your current level of being more grounded and like surrounded by friends. And now that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of imagery and a traditional four of cups, they're sitting, the figure sitting at the base of a tree and at the 10 of pentacles in this deck mm-hmm. has a bunch of people holding hands around a tree. So it's almost Ooh. like that grounding level yes. is like where you are the most comfortable and where you're the most happy because there's mm-hmm. the queen of pentacles, the 10 of pentacles, all of that. And trying to push for conversion could lead to you being forced to sort of be raised off of the ground and not have that stability or like comfort or confidence because you're all of a sudden like sort of a voice on high in some ways that pushes you to really like change the relationship with that team. And so it wouldn't be the same either way. The team stuff may be kind of over. Like maybe that's why the world came up with the 10 of pentacles and the queen of pentacles. So maybe we should do something like what to do for now. Like if there's like an opportunity coming that she should wait for or something like that, because there's not like a present day other than the feelings that we kind of initially drew at first. Would it be fun to pull one of the cards from the bestiary and talk about the reflection that it prompts? Oh yeah, we can do that. I just got this deck in the mail yesterday, the illustrated bestiary. It's by the same person who did the illustrated herbiary. You've probably seen it um, on Instagram. It's like a really pretty book and the cards come in an envelope in the back of the book which I think is so cool. And I hope more people do that style. It's like interesting to me and kind of nice. It's only a 36 card deck. Oh, um, but each of the cards has a ritual and also a meditation slash Mm -hmm. reflection for it. So that could be nice when you're kind of like trying to make a decision of if you want to have everything change and be like this voice on high who like can't have the same relationship with her team that she used to versus having your team feel like you're like going against them and backstabbing them by looking elsewhere. That's really hard because neither of those options sounds really that great. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So having something to reflect on to help make that decision could be a good move. Yeah. Let's pull that. I, and also, I really want to use this deck. It seems really yeah, just cool. Do, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. There's also all of this, like, metallic components of it. It's really neat. I Our friend Martin posted about it. He lives in England. And I went to the UK Amazon to see if I could get it faster because it came out there before it came out here. Oh. And... <laughs> Uh, I'm a lunatic because it was going to be literally the same exact price as of the book as it would for shipping in order to have it to me beforehand, before it came out in the U S and I was Uh seriously considering it. And Martin had to talk me down. (laughs) I was like, Oh, it would come in two days earlier, but it would be like 30 bucks instead of 15 bucks. And he's like, Holly, it only comes out in two days earlier. You have plenty of cards to hold you over. I know. <laughs> I just want to look you, at it. I know. I thank you on the behalf of Nathan. How about that? <laughs> he said he would have done it too, or he would have considered it too. Considering is fine, but I'm sure you would have pulled the trigger if it weren't for Martin. <laughs> I know that. True. Yeah, I know that for a fact. All right. So Sammy, a thing for you to take into consideration when you're making this choice. Let's pull it. One of the other cool things about it is that the cards have the page numbers on it. which I think is really only something you could get away when you're marketing, get away with when you're marketing it as a book rather than a deck. 
Okay, so appreciate the process. You got the cow and bull, which is on page 51. And let me read you the reflection. So yeah, including the page number, it's like very subtle on the bottom. You can see us. Or I'm sure oh, so it's kind of just like a tarot card where we have, the, or a Lenny card that would have like the number on it. Yeah. So it's not like oh, aggressive like or huge or yeah. anything, but it's also so helpful because as we've talked yes. about before, that's always sort of a thing that people have to figure out with any Oracle deck because yes. do you do it alphabetically? Do you do it thematically? Do you like, how do you make that determination of which one you want to sort of start with? Exactly. You know, as a Taurus, I really generally don't like the way that bulls and cows are represented <laughs> because it's just so gross. All the chewing of cud stuff. Oh, I love cows. Cows are so cute. I know they they're like so three good. stomachs, which I'm jealous of because I want to eat everything. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read sort of the general thing about it. And then I'll also read the reflection because I like them. I like both of those things. Okay. okay. So. A lot of what cow and bull eat are indigestible to other animals. Cow and bull munch on field grass, undeterred by the tenacious fiber. After filling their bellies, they lie down to chew their cud, calmly working over the same meal, breaking it into smaller and smaller bits. Cows and bulls, like good therapists, know how to process. They luxuriate and regurgitate. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sammy. <laughs> this is why I hate it. They luxuriate in regurgitation. Come on, Esther. That's disgusting. <laughs> but they're really big words that make it it sound really fancy. So. And okay. I said it without stumbling over it. So look at me go. I was very go. proud of you until you cracked up at yourself. So. <laughs> because luxuriate in regurgitation is such a nasty thing to say. <laughs> anyway, they luxuriate in regurgitation and slow assimilation, taking what is unpalatable and making it into a full meal. To the ancients, this made them gods and goddesses, bringing fecundity and even the harshest conditions. For modern humans, cow and bull remind us to relax and appreciate process the slow rumination that allows even the toughest problems to become digestible. Cow and bull remind you that almost anything can be handled and assimilated if you give it time. So that's basically saying like, yes, this is a problem that you're not going to find an easy solution to. You have to keep thinking about it, which I appreciate. So the reflection prompt is, is it possible that all is well? And now I'm going to try to speak German. So get ready for it. Okay. The German word, Germutlich. That sounds good enough. If there's an umlaut over the U, that makes it Utlich. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm right. Germutlich <laughs> has been described as the feeling a cow has as it chews its cud in the field of wildflowers on a mild, sunny afternoon. God damn, that's actually a feeling that oh, I can so imagine. That's very that. peaceful. Cow and bull have mastered contentment of heart and spirit at ease with themselves and with the world around them. This is a true gift. Can you give it to yourself? Can you allow the world to be okay just as it is in this moment? Oh, fuck. Especially with the fucking 10 of pentacles and the queen of pentacles mm -hmm. being it's in the same. moment. Just chill out right now, baby. Yeah. This is a big ask. Our brains are hardwired to notice problems, which is great for staying alive in a complex world, but makes it difficult to cultivate happiness. Uh, there's a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert. At some point, you got to let go and sit still and allow contentment to come to you, which is from Eat, Pray, Love. And then the two reflection questions are, what are the obstacles to your contentment? And can you put these burdens down for a few moments of internal peace? Ooh, that's good. That is good, especially with all of the right now feelings being so positive, like the Queen mm -hmm. of Pentacles, the world and the Ten of Pentacles. It's almost like, just sit here for a little bit. Yeah. Like right now, either option doesn't feel like that great of an option, either looking elsewhere or pushing 
for conversion. So maybe just like enjoying the current position for a little bit, considering what your actual goals are to move forward rather than just saying like, I have to, I want to move forward. Like why, how is this impacting your happiness? All of that. That was nice. Even if I had to say luxuriate and regurgitation 40 times, (laughs) because it was grossing me out so much. But that, I mean, isn't that really cool? I think that this deck would be super good for like, especially because there's also ritual components. It seems like it's really good just on its own as sort of like maybe even monthly, maybe for my next year Mm -hmm. ahead, it would be like each month. This is a ritual you could do. New moon ritual monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sammy. Yeah. Just think about happiness and think about if maybe staying in exactly your current situation for a little bit would help you figure out what your next steps are more than taking a next step and hoping that it goes well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good luck. We love you so much, Sammy. Yeah. And our next question is from Jennifer and Jennifer's question is hard um, because she's going through a lot. So this fall has been quite overwhelming. I started a brand new position. She's a teacher and I'm trying to get all of that under control Me and my boyfriend are in the middle of building a house. And amidst all of this, my mom has just been diagnosed with cancer. Life seems so crazy right now. My question is, how can I best navigate all of these events in a way that can help me grow as a person? I feel like self-care seems crazy out of my league. So any ideas how I can achieve it so that I can help support my students, boyfriend, and mom? Yeah. Sometimes when life throws everything at you, you just can't work at bettering yourself. Yeah. Like you, it's, it's a survival tactic to just hold on. Like that's what my summer was, was just trying to hold on and keep my head above water basically. Yeah. And so sometimes like, I, I think it's really interesting. There's a conversation that goes on that about self care being for the privileged because like people who can't like afford certain things or can't take time off of like they have three, two or three jobs and things like that. Like, I mean, it's so, it's very complicated because people have sort of like structured visions of what they see as self care. So then they get more into that conversation. But I think that if it's like, if you're willing to allow for like, you know, taking a single nap or turning Mm. your phone off for an hour and having that count as self-care that it's way more achievable for more people. Because sometimes even just saying like, I'm removing Facebook from my phone for the day can feel like crazy self-care, like an amazing amount of self-care just because you, and it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take anything from you, but if you're feeling so overwhelmed by stuff that you can't, have a spa day or whatever your initial vision of it is. That's like a good low stress way to do self care. Yeah. You're it's finding ways that work in your life to release that sense of stress. Yeah. And like to not let corporate branding tell you what self care is. Like you have to figure out what it is for yourself because if you think of it just as spa treatments or just as like, you know, buying a nice pair of shoes to make you feel better or whatever. That's corporate branding telling you that those things are self-care. If they don't actually work for you, they don't help or they're not within your realm of control, then that's not self-care. It just is like yeah. what some PR person is telling you is self-care. Yeah. A huge act <laughs> of self-care for me was on Twitter, muting and unfollowing like certain keywords and certain things that I knew would trigger my anxiety. Great further. plan. Yeah. See, exactly. Twitter is how I stay informed about news and things because um, at the same time, some of it, it becomes so overwhelming the amount of information I would receive. So did so, you, so, so, it's, so you muted some like 
like climate changey things because those I, I trigger really you like climate such a panic. Because that's really like, yeah, like any sort of like climate change stuff because that is a huge trigger of mine. Um, people who would like I you can on Twitter you can mute retweets from people. So like ninety eight percent of people idea. I followed was muting retweets because while I'm sure they were I love being informed, but it's there's to me it's like I was too informed. And seeing and the same couple of topics retweeted over and over again over and makes over and it over feel and, so overwhelming. Yeah, and nothing's getting better, nothing's being done, and so you just kind of feel helpless. So even if it's like social media, like cutting back on things there that stress you out, like external triggers that stress you out is like was a huge thing for me. So yeah. just like or like p- muting people on Facebook. Like I only probably follow like 30 people on Facebook <laughs> out of, you know, 500 <laughs> friends. Enough you, know. Each, you can have a Lenormand signifier for each of the people you actually follow. On <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's for me it had to be like for the summer to for me to survive emotionally, I had to do certain things to protect myself. Yeah. And one thing that I do that's not social media related is doing a lot of meal planning so that I know what I'm going to cook every single night. And that is so simple, but it feels like incredible amounts of self-care because I don't have to like stop at the grocery store or think about what I'm doing. It's just already established. And then anything that I can do to prepare earlier for that like chopping vegetables or whatever. It's also an act of self-care for me to just chop those vegetables and put them into containers in my fridge so that I don't have mm-hmm. to do it later. I loved it when you said like, thank you past Holly for doing this. And I was yeah. like, that really blew my mind because like, oh yeah, like I'm kind of blessing myself in the future by doing these things now. Instead yeah. of seeing it like as like keeping on putting it off, putting off things, like doing certain things now Sort of like I kind of like embrace it. Like I've been lately embracing the emperor energy of like getting structure back into my life. Yeah. Like a schedule and things like that. I think that is so beneficial when life feels so crazy. You at least feel like you have something substantial in your hand. Like, okay, at six o'clock I wake up and I, you know, 615 I start yoga. At 645 I start, you know, this, this, this. Having that sense of structure when you're in that time of chaos is very helpful, at least for my type of personality. I think so too. Yeah, totally. I think for both of our types of personality. So that's the thing is that it's, I feel like that's a good place to start is just saying like, self-care, achieving self-care is something that is like, doable no matter what your circumstances are if you open up to what self-care actually entails and actually the thank you past holly thing has affected the way that i do most household chores because i am somebody who used to just put stuff off forever and then i started thinking you know like future holly will really appreciate this and then also Mm -hmm. the flip side of that of taking a moment to note like, oh my God, I'm so glad that all of my makeup is back where it goes so that I'm not rushed to try to find where I put everything last time when yeah. I'm getting ready in the morning. Thank you, past Holly. Like actually taking the moment to give myself credit for having already done something was a really big transition in that. Because if you're just saying like, oh, I'll appreciate it later, but then you're not actually taking the time to appreciate it later, mm-hmm. then you're not appreciating it later. Yeah. I'm just like taking it for granted. So if you say... It's like kind of a How I Met Your Mother thing, apparently, but I was doing yeah. it before I watched How I Met Your Mother. It's just kind of like, instead of being like, oh, that's a problem for future Holly to handle, just like the opposite uh-huh. of that. Like, 
present Holly will handle it. So future Holly doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. Exactly. <laughs> and that yeah. self-care, just like yeah. taking something upstairs with you when you're going upstairs anyway can be self-care because <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it later. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to entail like a manicure and pedicure day. It can entail like small things to make your life easier now. Yeah. And in the future for yourself. Okay, so how can we pull cards for this? Okay, so I love the, the quest, their question, how can I best navigate these events? So I think, explain the, the sentence in the two, how can I best navigate these events? And how and can, how I, can I grow as a person? Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. All right. You beautiful genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's her question. Like, she's a genius. So Jennifer, you're a beautiful genius. <laughs> All right, so uh, best navigate the situation. We'll pull for that first. Oh, I cool. swear I did not plan this. What did you get? I got the lovers. Aww. It's like leaning on your boyfriend, leading on those around I you. I think that makes sense because I got the six of wands and the ten of cups. And I also got the emperor. Oh, yeah. So let other people kind of like help you. Yeah, let other people help you and start to put that structure into your life yeah so so it doesn't feel so frantic exactly allowing yourself to find a good balance like the emperor is a really interesting card and we talked about this a little bit last week we're like or i guess we talked about it with the empress last week but Mm -hmm. the positive is the structure the negative is the overbearing and the control and they're like the rigidity and the lack of flexibility And so if you can assess where on that spectrum you're falling, and then if you're falling too hard on the, I need to be so rigid and I need to be so in control of this, then realizing that and allowing your, your partner and your support system to take some of that burden from you Mm -hmm. would mean that you could like focus on other things because it turns out in the attempt to get some control over your life, you overcorrected and became way too controlled. Right. And so finding a way to like get back into the middle by allowing your support system to celebrate you and celebrate all you've done, but also like take some of that control feeling away from you would be really good. So the six of wands is where I'm kind of getting the like, allow your family to lift you up. To rejoice in accomplishments, rejoice in what you've, you know, what you are accomplishing. Yeah. And also know how like, you and your mom and your partner are all on a team together. And yes. so letting, figuring out where that control issue might be coming from and giving up more control to them, like they can take it because you're all yeah. established together and you want to support each other. So figuring mm-hmm. out in which ways the sort of emperor energy has become toxic within you would be a really good right. idea. If, if it's been, if it's been too lax or if you, and you need more, or if it's been too much and you need less, like mm-hmm. you're the one to kind of determine that emperor factor in your life right now. Yeah, totally. So how can they help grow as a person? Why don't we try for like a more advice, like steps to grow as a person through yeah. this? Because yeah, we know that they're going to grow through this, but maybe just steps that they can take. Like intentional steps instead of stuff that's, that's happening to you, stuff you can be right. doing. Yeah. All right. Let's try this. Um... Okay. I got the page of swords and the five of pentacles interesting because i also got the page of swords really what is yours paired with page of swords and the three of knives which is also three of swords 
<laughs> okay, so and that with the five of fucking pentacles, it's almost like yeah. the way for you to move forward in growth is to just say, like, this is really fucking hard and actually ask yes. for help. Yes. And recognizing the pain in you, stop stuffing stuffing it down. Yeah. Like being that page of swords and being like, hey, hey, being yeah. loving, like a kid. Yeah. Like hey, kind of go to people me. and say, like, I'm hurt. Please help me. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm feeling this like lack. Please help me. Yes. And asking for that support and like letting people give you that support will be the way mm-hmm. that you can keep growing as a person rather than feeling like you have to do it all on your own. Yes. Be a page rather than a king and say, like, please. Please yeah. help me. <laughs> I have a lack of knowledge in this area as far as treatments go, or I have a lack of knowledge in this area as far as like navigating this. Can someone, can you help me? Can, yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I see the page of swords. Like it's a lack of knowledge in a sense. Like that's where their placement is in the hierarchy. There we go. Something like that in the hierarchy. <laughs> like they're at the bottom. They're the one with the least amount of knowledge, least amount of experience. So going yeah. into it with that, with that sort of personality attitude, like, you don't need to know everything right now. Yeah. But what you need to do is recognize where you're lacking and recognizing the pain that you're also experiencing. Like, don't stuff your pain down just because someone else is going through more pain than you are. And also, yeah, I think that having, like, the five... The interesting thing about the five of materials or the five of pentacles is that it's always, like... Not always. People often are like, oh, it's like you're cold, you're poor, you're whatever. But part of that is, like, since it's followed by the six of pentacles, you need to work through those feelings of sort of, like, isolation and start Mm -hmm. getting to the point where you can ask for help. Do you want to do a bestiary reflection card? Yeah, we can. Okay, so the card from the bestiary that I pulled is the Eastern Oyster. And the um, little saying for it is deal with the dirt. And it says, life is messy, but that doesn't bother Oyster. Water pollution, no problem. Oyster will filter it, package it up, and send it to the bottom of the sea. Grit and sand, easy peasy. Oyster will cover it with layer upon layer of nacre until it shines. Oyster's magic is knowing how to deal with the dirt. If this unlikely animal ally is appearing, see that it's gotten grungy. Is your home a mess, your partnerships, your thoughts? Look within and decide what you need to filter out and what you'll keep and transform into your own pearl. And the reflection for it is about toxic thoughts. So the ritual is a body cleanse about drinking a lot of water and uh, like taking intentional showers and stuff like that, which is kind of self-care-ish. So that could be a good area to explore for self-care. And then five minutes in the evening practicing deep and conscious breath work. So those three things, those are three very free and easy self-care methods, drinking water showering with the intention of like removing dirt and grime and stress. And then also meditating for five minutes before bed. And the reflection is, I know that this word is pronounced Taoist, right? There's an old Taoist fable that goes like this. A man comes in to a monk and says, I'm new to this village. Will I be happy here? The monk asks, were you happy in your old village? The man says, Oh yes. And the monk replies, then you will be happy here. Another man comes to the monk and asks the same question. I just moved here. Will I be happy in this village? Again, the monk asks, were you happy in your old village? And the man replies, no. The monk pauses before saying, then I don't know that you'll be happy here. Our thoughts shape our experiences in life. If you're constantly entertaining toxic thoughts, it's hard to be happy. Notice if you're comparing yourself to others, always feeling like you're not enough or don't have enough, blaming other people for your trouble or spending your energy trying to change people you love. Noticing these types of thought patterns, turn your toxic thoughts into pearls with a gratitude practice. So yeah, and then there's like a direction to go look at gratitude practice, which is associated with the river otter, 
So that's kind of cool that the book sort of like links things in together. But I do think that those three things, those three rituals for this card would be really good places to start with self-care and then figuring out ways to break the cycle of the mindset that you have to be in charge of everything and you have to be the one who's supporting all of it rather than allowing people to also support you would be that mm-hmm. like kind of mindset that they're talking about releasing with this one. Yes. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Mystery see, I'm going to sell you on this deck thing. after all, Esther. Maybe. We'll see. Because I'm starting to get more like animal stuff. So I, I kind of like well, it. Well, and there's so also the herb one. And the herb one also has ritual and um, reflection. Oh, okay. Anyway, good luck, Jennifer. Yes. You're going through stuff. So let people support you. Yeah. Let people support you and reach out to them. And don't feel like you have to take the weight of the world on your own shoulders. And yeah. Material and drink some yourself. water. Yeah. <laughs> drink water. Drink water and meditate for five minutes. It really does help. Yeah. There's lots of like free meditation apps. There's like Insight Timer, which is free. There's Calm, which is kind of free. Oak is pretty free. Oak is pretty free. You can also just Headspace YouTube stuff. is kind of free. So just find a meditation app. Find a way to like introduce some of those things into your life. And that's enough to get started with self-care and growth. Yes. Okay, so are you ready for Patreon? Yeah, let's Holly. do it. So last week we did three fun uh, Minor Arcana Tara Wildly yes. episodes. Yes, as well as our Libra reading. Yeah, which people loved, Esther. I was in a full-blown panic. I was like, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to delete this. Like, in five minutes, if I just don't fall asleep in five minutes, I'm just going to delete it. <laughs> and we're just going to just not do it. But people but liked it. it. People okay. were fully yeah. like, oh my god, how did you know? Yay. And I forgot to print off names. So, Holly, yes. pick a number between 1 and 84 Ooh. for our reading this for the reading that you'll be doing for someone this month. Uh, why is this so hard let's do 57 57 martin all right so martin is our patreon read of the month where we're gonna get touch base with you we're gonna read martin (laughs) yeah we're gonna read martin but in the most fun way i mean i guess i could be brutal and honest but i'll probably just pull tarot cards (laughs) that's probably yeah that's the case so anyway yeah so we do monthly readings for our patreon and we will do like either video or we'll record it and just put it on a private youtube channel or we can do pdf whatever you're most comfortable with and it's a super fun way to get to know our patreon supporters and you can only qualify for it if you support us on patreon Five and fifteen dollar level <laughs> automatically gets entered every month. Yeah, as you can see, I have a PDF in front of me. Yeah, so, exactly. And we have one shout out for this week for Ricky. Yay! Show these cards really quick. Oh shit! I just dropped half of my deck on the floor. It looked like an earthquake from my end. <laughs> oh, you got the magician, Ricky! Oh, yay! Yay! That's a good card. So if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Yay! And there's a lot of goodies there, including a discount on our deck and stuff like that. So yeah. tons of content. <laughs> Take advantage of our stuff. Exactly. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, so it's time for our deck of the week. We're talking about the Muse Tarot from Chris Ann, a.k.a. Pixie Curio. And the reason that we're doing it today is because this deck is going mass market and you have until the 6th of October to buy the indie version. 
Yes. And I was looking through her Instagram and the mass market will not have the same cardstock or the coral edging. So that is something yes. to keep in mind. It'll have mostly the same cards. She's changed a couple of them, but it'll be a different cardstock. It's going to not have the coral edging. It's from Hay House, um, which doesn't have like a bad reputation or anything. No, it's it's fine. And I don't think it's coming out until April 2020. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out in April 2020. So you'd have to wait. So we wanted to get this review out because both of us love it so much. In order to give people who listen to us on release day or a couple days after the chance to buy it. The chance to buy it really quick. <laughs> and then the people who wait a week get the chance to be really That's your disappointed fault. You that they do yourself. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Chris Ann, this is what Chris Ann says about this deck. This unexpected deck is named the Muse Tarot because it showed up while I was working on the Lightseers deck. So the Lightseers deck and the Muse Tarot were both kickstarted at the same time. And while she was working on the Lightseers, this deck kind of like was born. And she says, like smack dab in the middle of it. And the Muse had this booming idea for a new deck and she demanded to be heard. She showed up like an inspiration party with a rock band of creative goddesses, each one wanting to be brought to life in a way that felt fun, inspiring and totally quirky. This deck is eclectic and upbeat, as is the uniquely written guidebook that spouts poetry and muse wisdom in very non-conventional ways. Fire and wands becomes inspiration. Water and cups become emotions. Air and swords become voices. Earth and pentacles becomes materials. The Muse Tarot Guidebook will be written with the creator in mind so that the muse can help you build the life you desire The Muse knows a thing or two about life, love, and finding happiness, and I know this deck will be an inspiring blend of motivation, creativity, and guidance. So the way that the guidebook works is that there's a website, themusetarot.com. That's where all of the guidebook information is. She also does have like a add-along printed version, but I haven't bought it yet. And it's like an interactive guidebook. It's not just like a PDF that you scroll through. Oh, yeah. Meditations and music music and gorgeous. It's incredible. beautiful. The first time I opened it, normally I hate auto playing music, but obviously I opened it while I was like looking at the deck and it was like such a gorgeous experience to have like Mm -hmm. composed music about each of the major arcanas, like integrated into this really, really beautiful website guidebook. So yeah, it's really great. But yeah, so this is going mass market and there are still ones available. Chris (laughs) Ann... does not know that we're she knows that we're doing it now but we uh like she didn't ask us to do this or anything we're just genuinely obsessed with this deck so i guess the first parameter is general impressions and vibe and i have to say that when i saw this sort of pop out of chris ann's head this was the one that i backed on kickstarter i did not back the lightseer's tarot on kickstarter because i wasn't that into it i was only into this deck and then i pre-ordered the light Sears later because I kind of got talked into it by myself. But this yeah. deck was the first ever uh, collage style deck that I even had a single bit of attraction to. What are your general impressions and vibe? For me, automatically? Yeah. Fuck these parameters. We have a new standard in tarot, everybody. <laughs> like this is the new standard. It's going to be called the Muse standard from now on. The Muse standard. The Muse standard is where we're at, everybody. I'm down. (laughs) Thank you. Because, like, I know we've raved about, like, Crystal Unicorn Tarot. What's, like, Everyday Witch is another favorite of ours. Like, we have some, like, go-to favorite decks. Yeah, totally. But they also 
have some perceivable flaws in certain areas and things like that. You know, like it being all unicorns and some people don't want all unicorns or whatever. And yeah, there's like just some like stuff that is like, oh, this could be better. Yeah, basically. This could be better. Like, it's or, not bad. Like, oh, the, or the, with the, the everyday witch, it's like the cardstock is not super great and it's very, right. very white. Very. Yes. So this hits it out of the goddess damn ballpark. I know. Everybody. I know. I like, know. In every single way. Like, I was, I, from first glance, I liked Lightseer more, but I was not in a place financially to back either deck and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when I saw it, in person with Muse Tarot and Holly is like, she like one weekend did like 400 readings for everybody using light seers. Yeah. That was a bananas weekend. It was very, it was very a lot. I was like, I'm gonna have to mute Holly on these stories because y'all Girlfriend, demand too much from my her. My mom said that, or my sister said that last weekend. I was like, well, don't you watch my stories kind of jokingly? And she's like, no, you post no. too much. I'm like, fine. You, po- you posted like way too much that weekend. I was like even sick of it. I'm like, people give her a goddamn. I know. Okay. Well, I got through all of them. But anyway, yeah, you did. that was all you with light seers. <laughs> so I, I got a really good idea about what light seers was about. And I was like, eh, it's okay. Like, it was it was less than what I had expected at first. Yeah. Lightseer. And then when I saw this deck, first of all, the Salmon Edges, like, sing. The Salmon like, Edges? Were, like, singing to me. I can't imagine it without having the Salmon Edges. I feel like that's going to be, I want no more metallic edges. I only want really beautifully matte, matte yes. beautifully done matte selected. And matte. who would have guessed that yes. orange could look so good with every single one of these cards? Oh, my gosh. This Salmon is gorgeous, and I am here for it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I am just saying, like the salmon edges sang to me, and then I I actually like collage style a lot. Like on Pinterest, it's like a huge weird lip session, and this is just so beautifully blended, and so like there's the right amounts of filter on top. There's right, um, there's like it no looks card that's so overdone. cohesive. It's so cohesive. It's not um in an artistic way. It's not too visually overly stimulating for me. It just hits the right chord, and then the changes within the cards themselves, like some of the major arcana th- were changed as well as the suits names being changed, I think is perfect. Yeah. And all of, of the day. Kings are called muses, which I think yes. is really awesome. And they're all horizontal, which I love. I'm like, why can't all decks have, I know. Why is that so cool? It looks so great. I love it so much. And then like, there's a card of like the muse of I am, which that's one of my favorite cards. But you know what? I'm here for it. Cause anything about me, the Leo comes out. I'm like, yes. Talk about me. (laughs) So I don't think of you as that way at all. So it's so funny when you self identify those feelings. I'm like, Oh, okay. It comes out like rarely. Like it does. Like the, the, all the water signs in me is like shoving it down, shoving the fire down. But, but the, the Leo, Leo does come out. <laughs> like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, thank you for this little pit. Yeah, I really exactly. I love thank it you so for much. Seeing me finally, it, it speaks to both the Cancer and the Leo. Is when, when my cards see me and appreciate me. That's hilarious. I love it so, so yeah, much. So I think this is like a new standard. Yeah. Of decks, like this is what kind of every not every deck should aspire to be, but like this is like the pinnacle and decks from now on will look to this either muse terror or the set itself and be like oh i need to kind of set my game up yeah like, this is not like Llewellyn, come on i it's just and i know that this is indie and i know that she went through so freaking much to make it happen just because 
it was a ton of decks. Like my yes. box is numbered 776 out of 2000. Yeah, mine is 1108 out of 2000. So it's just like a lot. And this is for the secondary deck. The Light Sears was the yes. primary. So it's just like, I know it's a ton of work and it comes through so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I just am so into this deck. I just am so yeah. glad that it was created. I love it so, so much. And I'm so thrilled that like I did buy it because there's always that moment when you're looking at something being like, oh, is it really going to be everything I want it to be? And this one absolutely is. This one like just blew my mind with the detail that went into it, like the fucking box, Holly. I know the box box is gorgeous. is one of my favorite boxes ever. (laughs) I love this box. Well, I, I second your decision to make this the new gold standard of decks. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. So I know you only got it yesterday. I'm so glad that it lives up to your expectations. Have you used it for a reading yet? I have not because I've been terrified to break it. That's how bad it is, Holly. (laughs) It's sturdy. It's so beautiful. And you don't want to break it or bend. Like, I stopped riffle shuffling it after the second time. I'm like, it's too hard. I'm just going to overhand shuffle it because it's going to just like. So it is the thickness that we're like breaking it a couple of times. Do you like this miming motion? Yes, uh, it looks yes, like I I'm Hong Kong like, like some boobs. boobs. <laughs> yeah, like I'm oonging or something. But no, if you crack it a couple times, it becomes yeah. a little bit easier. Kind of like with Crystal Unicorn, where like it yeah. just maybe needs a little bit of like finger grease on it to make it as shuffleable yeah. as you want it to be. Yeah, there is like I I want to say like a finishing powder. I guess maybe the edges like for the first like yesterday I noticed like there was some sort of like powder. Like oh, on my hand, residue on my hands, it's it doesn't last long at all. It just comes off. Yeah, and it's not like flaking off the color oh, no, or anything. So yes, like not like holographic decks. No, oh, my fucking god. I mean, seriously, I'm now thinking of all of the Kickstarter back decks that I've made in the last year that are going to come with metallic edges, and I'm like, no. <laughs> don't like one of the reasons that i'm so excited about madam clara's uh five set is doing the matte green edge yeah it's so cool but anyway i just think that the matte edges looks awesome it looks amazing especially this just tone of peak orange is just incredible my project one way soul like matching it to the backs just i know so so and the backs are so good anyway so the readings types that i've used it for have been mostly i mean i used it today i feel like it like definitely packs a punch. Yes. Um, but every single, I've used it for like weekly readings. Every single time I've done anything with it, it's always felt like so much enthusiasm. Like, like mm-hmm. there's never a moment where you're like, okay, now I need to come up with the next step because I do feel like there's some elements of each of the cards, even the harder cards that are like, here's the next step. Like it's all kind of okay. like laid out in it. So Okay. I've just had nothing but incredible experiences with it. I'm now, so would you recommend this for like a beginner reader? Hmm. That's a good question. Because um, that was the one thing that I was hesitant on just because it doesn't lay the foundation of like just yeah, generic that we I usually do. I think probably not your first deck, maybe like your third deck. Okay. Like, I That's feel, what I was feeling. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you'd need to have some uh, idea of RWS and – like traditional meanings and some comfort level with the, with the, what am I trying to say? With the elements, elements? associated? Yep. Yeah. Elements. It was exactly what I was trying to say. Good call. I, was, I didn't want to be like interrupting and like. No, you're totally right. So yeah, you'd have to have some familiarity with the elements because especially since like the inspiration and voices ones, 
They do mm-hmm. have components of the elements in most of the cards. So like the yeah. inspiration is wands and there are, there is fire on some of those cards. So if you have like a good base level of um, understanding of the elements, it'll make it a little bit easier. But as you saw at the beginning of this, like it can be easy to swap the two suits, the swords and the wands, but right. Once you kind of like have it in your brain, you can hold on to it. Yeah. And visually by looking at it, figure out which suit it actually is. Yes. Yes. I think the visual cues, even though they really don't mimic RWS, they have throwbacks that are good enough yeah. to be able to like read it intuitively based is. on yeah. image. Yeah, totally. So how many favorite cards did you end up with? Okay. I started out with 18. <laughs> so I was like, fuck your parameters. This whole deck is a favorite. Like, yeah. That's when real. you decided that we couldn't do those traditional I was like, you know what? This whole podcast is just going to be me reading every card. The ace of inspiration. The two of inspiration. The three of inspiration. <laughs> Did you narrow it down or you just kept all 18? I narrowed it down to, I think, 10. Okay. I, which I think is almost by half, Holly. You yeah. have to give me credit. No, totally. <laughs> I was being very discerning and I started with 14 and ended with 9. So we're right okay, in the okay, same, okay. We're same right wheelhouse there. for this. <laughs> okay. And I was okay. being discerning. Learning. Like I was full blown saying you can't choose every single thing, and I still ended up. With- I know you can't choose every single haircut. You know that's what was my problem. I was like, oh, I want this hair, and I want this hair. Yeah, and this hair is beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't choose. Anyway, so let's start with your list. I'm sure we have okay. overlapping cards too. We'll see. Okay, so this is not in any particular order because I shuffled them accidentally while they were here. So you know, who knows? <laughs> Fuck these parameters. Okay, so we have the magician. I love that the elements are it. on the stone slab and not the tools because i think the tools to me are associated too much with wicca and like yeah. actual witchcraft itself instead of like realizing the powers within you and you can use the elements oh as they come beautiful to esther thank you i like that okay so the magician i think is gorgeous and there's so many i love the colors in this deck too yeah it's the colors so are awesome colors and beautifulness okay then awakening it's this awakening is this yes one. that's one of my Judgment. favorites too i love that one it's just like clear thoughts clear heart I love the devil because she's such a fucking badass. This yes, devil, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I like knew you'd like her. the volcano in the background. Ugh, so good. Okay. <laughs> so good. <laughs> My cute aggression, like, is going to have problems with this I know, I know. I'm going to be like, I hate this so much. Um, <laughs> I love the eight of materials, just the eight of pentacles, because she has, like, all of the roses around her. She's like 400 yeah. arms. And I feel like when, especially like with eight of pentacles, when you're working so hard, you feel like you have eight limbs that you need to <laughs> like work with and like do stuff with. So I've really like identify with that emotionally. Yeah. And that's also the card that was used a lot in the like promotional material for the oh, deck. Oh, yes. It's just so pretty. Yes. I love the use of succulents so instead of just like succulents and roses are just like a, yes. a through theme throughout. Yes. And like our friend Tara Tidbit 78 said yesterday, the eight of voices. I, I love that. Love That's that one of my favorites so too. It's so, so cool so because it's like light shining on her face yes. rather than being surrounded by swords, but she's otherwise totally surrounded by darkness. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of oh. like the idea that there's a light that you're not able to see is just so perfectly yes. executed with this card. So, so good. Okay. The Queen of Emotions, which is the Queen of Cups. Yep, I, I also chose that one. Gorgeous. I love the use of like the anemone and the yes. jellyfish and, and the sea urchins. It's just so cool. 
Because it's yes. similar, like, the cool thing about anemones and sea urchins is that they look like succulents, but they're in the water, and they're also animals. Succulents. Oh, that's so pretty. And so she chose those to make the water element be more yeah. present, and it's just so pretty. It's so, so pretty. I adore this tower card. Yeah. She is so fucking badass. Like, she owns this tower. Yeah. Like, she's the one destroying this tower. She has, like, the, it's so good. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna put it down. I just can't. No, you're totally right. It looks like she, like, she's she's watching shit crumble, and she's like, yes. And you can't even see her face. I'm the one that's doing this. I'm the one that's, like, not only causing this, but I'm the one that's gonna be picking this back up, too. Yeah. Like, it's so self-empowering as the the tower. It's beautiful. Uh, Chrisanne, we love you. I know. Uh, And hate you. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Well, no, we have the deck, so we don't have to hate her. We just get to love her. Aggressively. (laughs) Aggressively love you. I fucking love you. (laughs) She's like, uh, I'm Canadian. Your aggression is a little bit much. On Instagram now, no more. (laughs) She's blocking us actively as we speak. (laughs) It's right now. We see you, Chrisanne. Okay. Now we have the Ace of Inspiration. I love the succulent in her hair. Yeah, that's beautiful, and that it's such warm tones. Yes, because there's no really other warm toned cards in the deck. Maybe the inspiration, I think the inspiration's maybe more desert themed. Yeah. But this is like the warmest toned card. And it's so good. So, so good. The three of emotions, which is the three of cups, just because I love. I know. So I kind of, I think that one's a little bit interesting because it is more about communal. Yes. Communal emotions rather than the party atmosphere of the normal three of cups. Yes. Which I thought I wouldn't like, but I do really like because it's all the same woman. It's kind of like accepting different elements of yourself to bring that Mm -hmm. like joyfulness and excitement. Yeah. That wholeness to you. I like it. Okay. Oh, good. Then the queen of voices, which is the queen of swords. She has Friend Fisher hair, and I am. She totally does. Look, I just love it. If you don't know what Esther's talking about, there's a Netflix show called Miss Fisher's Something Mysteries. Friend Fisher's Murder Mysteries, and it's made from Australia, and she's a feminist, and she's a badass. And she is like the 20s or something, and that is the exact haircut. It's amazing. You should watch it. There's a movie that's coming out later this year. Just do it. Okay. But she has crows too. Like in this Queen of Voices, there's crows. Yeah. You know how I am with crows. Okay, two more. I promise this is the ending. Okay, the High Priestess. Yes, love her. Because I think it's one, because first of all, there's no blowjob involved of being a J. <laughs> it's all runes. Yeah, that's cool. And like, you can just like, she's just in tune with the moon and I love her and she's cloaked and it's just beautiful. And I keep repeating myself because they're all just beautiful. And then this is my, this is how I envision myself as a person. <laughs> oh. and I don't know if you picked it up, but this is, this is me. This is legit. Right here. <laughs> that was the hairstyle you were going for a little bit the last month. The hairstyle, the glasses, the page of voices is moi. So if you ever need to see my face, just envision me as the page of voices from Muse, Muse Tarot. It's his moi. <laughs> tis this was moi. modeled after moi. So just to let you know. So what are your favorite cards? I need to know which ones. So we only have three overlapping, which is kind of amazing. Are you serious? That's really interesting. Yeah. So I also had the Queen of Emotions, Awakening, and the Eight of Voices. And then let me do minors first. So, oh, wait, did you have the Nine of Materials, the Nine of Pentacles? Like in the the original 18 picking, I think, (laughs) but not in the... I really love the Nine of Materials because she looks so joyful. Like there's a lot of accomplishment. There's all these big, gigantic, beautiful flowers surrounding her. And there's a lot of the accomplishment, but it's like... More enthusiastic than smug, which I love. Yes, yes, yes. 
I also really like the tenant materials. And I talked about this a little bit in Sammy's question earlier, but my favorite thing about it is that that family that's created that like 10 of pentacles energy seems like a found family. Like yes. there's, it's not a very clear patriarchal, like two yes, opposite yes, gender yes. parents and one child sort of thing. It's like a crowd of people surrounding this rose bush and like found family. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yes. Um, okay. My last minor arcana is the muse of emotions because I wanted to have one of the muses be my favorites. Oh, I love yeah. the horizontal cards. They're so pretty. They're so cool. And also the other cool thing about it is that all of them are reflected cards. So it's all like mm-hmm. one, it's like, you know, two sides of the same image. I don't know. It just really gets me. I just love it so much. Yeah. Then I love the moon because there's no animals on it. And also it's yes, just really yes. beautiful. And the pink is so pretty. It's just a like big inspirational moon. There are women kind of like worshiping it at the bottom. Yeah. Um, which is cool and I'm into. And then I also really liked the world kind of for similar reasons. I like that the focus is oh, on yeah. the globe. I think that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just the colors are just really stunning. And then my last favorite is the muse of I am. Oh yeah. I put that one back too. Cause I love that moth so much and it's just Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And the card itself is about accepting yourself. So the keywords are letting go of doubt, accepting your body, mind, and spirit, the essence of spirit and potential and your soul across time and space. So I just, I love that card. It's so beautiful. The colors are stunning. The meaning is beautiful. Like, Oh God. Can I say beautiful more? I know. I feel like <laughs> beautiful is the only word I said this whole entire session. Yeah. If you like hearing beautiful. us be mad, go back and listen to that book episode. But we are not mad at all in this. We are no, just happy and filled with love for this wonderful deck. I know. I like this deck so much. Shall we pull a card to uh, represent our relationship with it? Yes. We just talked about this deck for longer than we've talked about a deck in a while. <laughs> probably ever probably <laughs> well because i it's just to me it's just so groundbreaking in so many different ways yeah it's just so dynamic and beautiful yeah. i don't know how creators like this do it i feel like we had such a panic about those 10 cards having formatting switches oh, but if yeah. you spend so many hours creating these like actual i mean this is why we're collectors because yeah, yeah. every single card is a beautiful piece of art. Piece of art. Oh, I know. And you just get to have it in your house when you support artists who make decks like this. And especially an artist who makes a deck who like really, really understands and gets it. And it's not. Yes. It feels like every single piece of this is like something that she pulled from her very soul in some ways. Yes. It's not just like reflective of RWS or whatever. It's like, like, exactly. Like that's to me, it's, it's like not just a modification. It's actually like something that came from within and not to say that other artists, that's not what goes on. Yeah. No, totally. This deck feels, it's not like someone's like, oh, we need this kind of theme deck. So let me put these things in place of this. And we're going to have like an RWS clone, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not like phoning it in as far as decks go. This is like, to me, I just can't believe she did two at the same time because both of them are so intricate and wonderful. And they're both so different. So my relationship with the deck. This is, I think, my first reading I'm doing with the deck. Oh, Which is kind of terrifying. The sun! And I do like the sun card, actually, too. (laughs) It's like one of the few sun cards I like. (laughs) That's really sweet. Look, it's the sun for me, Holly. Yay! It's so sweet. Look, the muse tarot is my sun. (laughs) I need to pull one, too. I got distracted. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Because I was so... 
focused on just like being blown away by how much energy this must have been to do oh, both yeah. these decks at the same time. Oh, deck is so fucking good. Oh my goodness. Okay, so my relationship with the deck is the seven of emotions. That's interesting. Oh, so the seven of cups. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. There's going to be some growth through this, I think. Awesome. I love it. I really yeah. do feel really inspired by this deck. <sighs> All right. So next week, we're doing a book again. Yes, we are. We are talking about The Power of Tarot by Liz Worth. Yes. And Liz yes, sent yes. us this book, so we're really excited to read it. We've never read a book that was sent to us before. I know, but I'm excited to review it and to talk about it because it's really cool so far. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be doing that next week. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. The give us a time frame for your question thing has been working super well. So Yay. thank you for submitting questions through our website. It's been awesome. And you can find all of our contact information there at wildlytarot.com, including the place to submit questions and just like our Instagram and everything. Yes. And also tell your friends about us and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, it's Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. Because we changed parameters, re- not parameters, we changed, what were they called? Subgenres recently because Apple Podcasts like opened up new ones for like true crime. Yeah. And spirituality. And so we're kind of climbing up some charts because you all are being amazing. Well, and, and also our friends Heating Bosoms brought up the good point at the end of their episode last week that our, if we want to approach publishers about like getting more decks or getting more books or whatever, they can't see our download numbers, but they can see our rate and review numbers. So if you want us to, you know, get decks that we maybe aren't necessarily as drawn to, but that you think would be cool for us, having publishers be interested in sending us stuff would make a huge difference. So rating and reviewing us helps a lot, especially if you like us, probably only if you like us, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, that you take out time to appreciate us. That much. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can do that wherever you find your podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 Yeah. Blah, blah. And, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, like we already mentioned, you can support us on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash Wildly Tarot Podcast. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We love you. We love you almost as much as we love the Muse Tarot. Like the weekend goes up because the Muse Tarot is going to be sold out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go buy it. Go buy it. Go buy it. Buy it. Buy it. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you.